0: This is the Chief Steward Officer Podcast for Kingdom Entrepreneurs. If you want to start, grow, or sustain a business that lines up with Kingdom principles, this podcast is for you. Stewardship is key to aligning your business with the Kingdom of God, and we provide straight talk, practical tips, and advice to help you succeed. And now, your host, the CSO of Flow Business Systems, Mike Spence.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Chief Steward Officer Podcast. I'm here with my buddy, Brad Watson. How you doing today, Brad? You good? Hello. Good talking to you. Yeah. You all and right to today? to you out in podcast land. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Doing, doing great today. Uh, we're awesome. recording this on a Friday and trying to end the week strong. I always tell my kids when I drop them off for school, finish strong. Yeah. They look at me and they say, are you going to say that every day? Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to say it every Friday until you're out of my house. Yeah, <laughs> all the time. So been, from from the day of preschool to all the way up, I've been strong, and they don't yep. pay attention to me anymore.
1: Hey, that stuff matters, too. My wife would always, when she dropped them off at school when she did, uh, would always say, uh, make wise choices. <laughs> Sometimes just, you know, sarcastic, mostly because it, it would get on their nerves. But it's right. funny. Comparison. They always remember that and they hear their mom's voice in the back of their head, right. and now they're saying it to their kids. So <laughs> I think that's great. <laughs> you know, you got you to gotta pull those inceptions every now and then, right? Yeah, gotta... yeah every now and then. Um, so, Brad, today we're talking about something that I think a lot of people deal with when starting a business, running a business, and you're you're really trying to be a good steward of that business, that what happens when you feel like you've done everything that God's asked you to do, you you feel like you're doing all the right things and you are then led to something that is a huge trial like do you ever question god sometimes going why am i in the middle of this season right now why am i in the middle of this Terrible thing, bumps and and just everything that can come with entrepreneurism or running a business or or just life. Why is all this happening when I feel like I did do, I did take the path God wanted me to take. I am pursuing that. I'm doing it all right. And yet why I'm just, I feel like I'm under attack. What do you well, do? I think
0: this is gonna, this is going to be an easy topic right because yeah. obviously when you're in that situation god is
1: punishing you and you have done something wrong <laughs> That's yeah that's right That's yeah. it that's yeah. it so No that's stop it Stop doing it's, that Yeah it, it's it's not I what was the Bruce Almighty uh, remember where he was like you know god is a like a mean kid uh, with a magnifying glass, like you know, just praying, oh, right. whatever that yeah. quote was. And I think that sometimes can be the view of God, especially if yeah. you feel like you've prayed about something and people have prayed over you and you take this huge leap of faith and you're, and you're, you're running down that path. And when bad things start happening, sometimes, yeah, we blame God, you know, it, mm-hmm. or we, or we, we just say, well, you know, it, we're, we're not good enough. I, I'll tell you, the, the world will give you plenty of reasons why you should quit and you should give up and this isn't for you, and we told you so, right? Well, some of that
0: uh, is, uh, um, I've obviously done something wrong. You know, if God told me to do this, and I believe that I've done everything that he told me to do, and yet I'm still here, then I've done something wrong, obviously.
1: Right. Right,
0: And that's an easy way to think about it. But it's, mm-hmm. according to the scripture, it's not the right way to think it's, about it, right? It's and not,
1: right. Because God is not um, as simple as that. I mean, it's so much more complex. And everyone's mm-hmm. a little bit different in that it's not like a checklist. I know we like to simplify things, because, and I do. But it's not like, you know, you launch a business as long as you do these five things every day, or as long as you create a plan and you check these boxes. I love plans. I love process. And I think all that stuff matters and we need it. But even if you check all the boxes, it doesn't guarantee. And I I, I actually promise you, you're going to run into some trials and things. But if we look at scripture Mm -hmm. and you see, and and I know we gloss over some of this stuff, so we don't take all the time just... uh, talking through every part of this, uh, the stories that we tell, but when we get into the word, this is the part where God has heard the cries of his people, Israel. They're slaves. Pharaoh has them in captivity and they are slaves, right? And -hmm. then here comes Moses and God has chosen Moses to be the one that rescues them, that that gets them up and out of Egypt. And Mm -hmm. so Finally, after plague after plague after plague, here goes Moses leading Israel out of Pharaoh's grasp. They are no longer slaves, and now everything from that moment on was all roses, right? Like Moses did everything he told him to do. He did all the, the plague, he, he, he obeyed God in every way, and here he, he and all the Israelites, they're all fleeing from Egypt, they're no longer slaves and now everything is just perfect right
0: how many times in your day-to-day life do you use the word wilderness okay i don't i don't use it hardly Never. at Never. all <laughs> no and and yet it's in the book a bunch of times right yeah. and in wilderness is usually associated with the time right before the blessing
1: a breakthrough
0: yep, yep. I, and, and, and we were we were kind of touching on this a, a little, little while ago uh, a couple weeks back and i never i mean I, I didn't really piece it all together as you were you were having a download at that moment you know yeah. and, and i was like oh my goodness yeah it's because uh, we we do we gravitate toward the fact of well if god told me to if god told moses i'm getting you out of egypt and you're going to the promised land, yeah. right? There was always, now the 40 years was of their own design, right? Yeah, yeah, that's but there later. There was always going to be a, a wilderness between Egypt and the promised land. That yeah. was always going to be there. And um, so it, I just never had thought of it really kind of clearly in that way. It's like those wildernesses are for you, a lot of times, they're for your benefit.
1: They not, are. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, here and we want to get out of them as soon as possible. Yeah. Cause like, <laughs> well, you, you want to, yeah. um, but that's where, you know, we can get as a chief steward officer, if this is God's business and, and we're a steward of it, he loves us enough. He wants to teach us. And, and life is a great teacher. Pain is a great teacher. Uh, he's always going to protect us and love us. And in and, and the word says that he disciplines those he loves. Right. And that he's trying to grow us up and mature us so that we can make it through. But also, he's taking us to a new level, another level of breakthrough. So if we go to Genesis, uh, I'm sorry, Exodus um, uh, 14, it says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, which I love. You know, what, don't you just wish God would just, just speak directly to you and just tell you exactly how it's going to be? So, so, so he, got to, he got to Moses. He said, Tell the Israelites to turn back and camp in front of Pi, <laughs> I-, I asked ha- Brad to help me, help me
0: ha- pronounce it. Ha- 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 pi ha pi ha pi ha-
1: He told yeah. them to camp in front of that, between Michael and the sea. You must camp in front of Baal Zephron, mm. facing it by the sea. And Pharaoh will say to the Israelites, they are wandering around the land in confusion. The, the wilderness has boxed them in. Oh, you ever Mm -hmm. felt boxed in by your wilderness? Mm -hmm. I will harden Pharaoh's heart. That's God saying that he's going to harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them. Then I will receive glory by means of Pharaoh and all his army. And the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So the Israelites did this. So let me go back to this part right here. God Mm freedom. And then he intentionally trapped them between the sea and the Israelites, or the Egyptians, right? Here's the mm-hmm. Israelites, God's people. He finally let them go, and he led them there. They didn't make a wrong turn. They didn't make a bad choice. Moses didn't get lost. Mm-hmm. He's They're, they're right. fleeing Egypt, and God said, no, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. He took them the long way. If you ever study this out, there was a direct line they could have taken that would have taken them from egypt to the promised land Mm -hmm. god took them completely out of that way and he himself led them into a wilderness now why would a loving god lead a business owner that says that they trust him that he is the owner of the business and as a steward why would god lead you even if you did all the right things and you're being very obedient? through a hard place and through wilderness and get you trapped between your enemy and something that you can't imagine you could ever get out of. Mm-hmm. Why would he ever do that? And it says, because they will then see, because we know the rest of the story, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, God parts the red sea and the Israelites are able to walk through on dry land. And then when Pharaoh and his armies pursued, God had that sea collapse back on them, and he killed mm-hmm. what was pursuing them forever. Mm-hmm. And God will lead us at times in our businesses to hard places that we don't ever see a way out of, and he wants to see, do we really trust him? It's easy a lot of times to trust God when everything's going great, when all their money's rolling in, when everything's just working out. But what happens when you get led to a hard place, to a season of wilderness that you're trapped and you see no way out? Mm -hmm. Trust God, because Mm -hmm. we don't see the rest of the story. He wants to show his power. How else could he have showed his power? We're, We're in 2021 talking about that story. What if he never did that? We would not have this story to tell. Mm-hmm. The book of Moses, they they would read and tell this story over and over and over again through all the generations throughout the whole word of God to remind them and generations to come the power mm-hmm. of God. And, mm-hmm. and that is one of those things that we do practically. We have to remember every single time God has rescued you out of this type of situation. So for them, it was when they we're going to go and take the promised land later. It took them 40 years. So we unpack that too. But when they went in and saw giants, a lot of them were like, but our God wiped out an entire army. Mm -hmm. You need that history with God in your life, that relationship to know how powerful he is, Mm -hmm. has shown his power so that you're going into that next battle that you'll do it in faith because you've seen what he can do hmm well as, as a steward right so
0: who's we've said we say this all the time whose business is it yeah so it's the lord's business and this was and i keep looking over my other screen over here so not yeah. side eyeing you. but the so it's the lord's people right right it but it's it's his people mm-hmm. and as we've said he wants to make it well known that the only way this was possible for his people to be Redeemed was through and by him. Yeah. So up until to this point, um, uh, you know, when Moses, you know, you got the plagues coming in, and you know, he throws this Aaron's staff down, and the snakes, snake, the snake, the snake yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Locus, so even at that yeah. point, Pharaoh had his own uh, sorcerers. Yeah. That would do equal I'll say, it won't say equal, but yeah. similar things, right? Just enough to discredit which, it. Yeah. Which was kind of a. It's kind of weird if you think about it. It's like, oh, well, the, but the Bible says it happened. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, but there was enough, they could weave enough doubt in there and say, look, Moses is doing this on his own. Exactly. Why, are you, why are you tempted to even let these people go, Pharaoh? You know, it's like, this is just tricks and fancy words. Right. And, but when you get to the Red Sea, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Moses isn't going to part the Red Sea. Right. And so it's only God and nothing else. Right. So he's going to lead us, or he can lead us if we're applying scripture to our life, knowing that he'll lead us into hard places to strengthen our faith. To know, look, we are his people now. Yeah. You're, you are not going to work this out on your own. If there Amen. is a deliverance here, it will be because I send it. Yep. Not because you can pat yourself on the back. This is my
1: business. You want yes. to build your business? Go build your business. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That, that, that's it. That's it. When you make that commitment, it's his because God loves you and he's going to put you in position because this is a relationship that you have to trust him and you have to count on him. And, you know, to me, when you get used to doing that, it's a wonderful thing because you will be strong and courageous, which is what they kept praying over and over again and telling all the Israelites, we go take the promised land, be strong and courageous. Read Mm -hmm. my word. Do not let it get far away from you because God's with them. And when God was with them, they could get themselves into situations or maybe God would lead them to situations that there is no way in the world this would work out except with him, you know? Mm -hmm. By him and, what, and the trust thing.
0: And so and what is when we're at those situations? We get into the wilderness, and again, we have all of these thoughts. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if we we already talked about, it, it's like I, I've messed this up, or yeah. God has deserted me, or I I didn't hear God correctly, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, we're not going to blame God, so we're just like, I guess it's all on me at this point. Sometimes so, we blame God, <laughs> but so, well, yeah, we can blame. Yeah. But but what do what is our natural uh or what can we get into at that point there are things that we can do yeah. when we get there if we don't have our eye and knowing if we don't have a proper view in our mind of what the wilderness is yes then we can be tempted to do some other things that are even more foolish right
1: yes i would say you, man oh do you
0: got a scripture well i'm, I'm just I what were all uh, of these people i won't say all of them but these israelites what were they telling moses all along the way every time they got into the trouble in the wilderness why'd you lead us out here yeah we could have died
1: in egypt we could have, they wanted to, a lot of one to go back yeah at least we got food we got yeah. food back there why do you keep walking us around this desert <laughs> just keep let's let's go back let's do it
0: and and so there's a temptation if we don't have a proper view of mm-hmm. the wilderness Understanding that it is for our learning and for God's glory, our strengthening and for God's glory, then we are tempted to say, well, God doesn't want us here. I'm going to go back or I'm going to start worshiping golden calves or, or do all kind of silly stuff to try to get myself out of this situation. Yeah. And we need to understand that I'm there because of God, not in spite of God.
1: Yes. Or maybe that's not the right way to say well, it. It's but- a, well, but it's a mindset thing. You and I talk a lot about mind your mind, right? It's a mm-hmm. mindset thing. To, and, and the Bible talks about renewing your mind instead of just filling it full of worldly wisdom. Because to put this in today's terms, I have seen a lot of folks that have prayed and they leave a job, good paying job, and they, mm-hmm. they, they make that leap of faith and they start a business and they get led into the wilderness. And there looks like there's no hope. There's no way out. And so they want to go back to Egypt. What's Egypt for them? The job they just left. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I've seen they go back to the job that God told them to leave. They were convinced in the moment that God told me to leave this good paying job to go start a business, put him in control. And, but then I got in the wilderness and it's scary. I'm not saying it's not. Uh, it takes faith. It takes maturity, all those things. And God, But God's trying to do something in your life because there's breakthrough on the other side. Remember, there was a promised land. He did fulfill every promise. But we will run back to Egypt, which is that job we just left. And usually that doesn't last very long. Or maybe that job wouldn't take us back. But we take a similar job <laughs> or we it's go back to something it. similar. What yeah, we know. Same situation. Yeah. And then we get disgruntled, you know, because something inside of us says this isn't where I'm supposed to be. Uh, even if you don't take that leap, we, do, we all think about it. I've thought about it. I mean, I think everyone that's honest would say, yeah, when times get hard, I think maybe this wasn't for me. Maybe I didn't hear from mm-hmm. God. And the, the thing to encourage people with in that moment is to understand that you need to have a mind shift and, and start looking at it like this is a really hard wilderness season right now for me or for my business. God must have something huge on the other side of this thing. So Mm -hmm. self-reflection is a great thing to look at yourself and say, what not to beat yourself up, but just to say, what could I have done different? What's in my camp that I shouldn't have brought in? Mm -hmm. What decisions Mm -hmm. did I make that I didn't include God? I mean, that's all healthy, I think. I mean, I think you should look at Mm -hmm. what, but it's not a blame thing. It's about just taking some self-reflection a little bit on that and then taking that to God because we're all flawed and we all will make mistakes. There's no doubt. But if you review that and say, well, I've done nothing or I've done a few things, either way, you go back to God and go, okay, God, I'm in the middle of this, but you, you know what? This is your business. I'm just your mm-hmm. steward. And, and pray, yeah, it, it might be hard in the moment, but I promise you this works. Praise him. Praise mm-hmm. him for that. Praise him for the wilderness. Praise him for the hard times. Well, I had this
0: verse uh, pulled up because it, it works. The, the praise always works. The yeah. is always will. It, it, over in Revelation, and it, it says, and they overcame him. Yeah. What, what's the weapon that we have? we have? As Christians, we have two weapons to turn back our adversary or enemies, right? Praise and it, it praise is it, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb, mm-hmm. and the word of their testimony. Yep. It, those are two things, right? Yep. Our the testimony of our praise and Jesus Christ. Yep. He He already overcame the world, so that we can overcome the world, yes. right? And that's how we overcome everything that's that's down here. Praise is such an untapped resource that I think we we dig into so <laughs> often, or don't or don't tap into. And I'll I'll. It's uh, a weapon. The, it's a it's a weapon, right? Uh, uh, we, like Jesus, we don't need to carry around a sword, right? right, right. <laughs> right? A physical sword. It's a Jesus sword. It's right. yeah. yeah. my Jesus sword. Uh, what we, our weapon is praise. Yeah. Because Jesus is our great defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he will be our, he, he'll go before us. Those battles will be won by him yeah. right we just yeah. I, I i i give you an ex, this personal uh, reflection personal experience uh i remember uh this was probably a couple, couple of couple years ago um i every now and then i gotta i gotta give myself 30 day challenges right mm-hmm. i just gotta because it's 30 day, so whatever i was gonna give myself 30 day challenge and th- this 30 day challenge i had just got up and I was teaching my Sunday school class and I, I said, you know what, I'm going, whenever I pray for the next 30 days, I'm not going to ask for anything. Mm. All I'm going to do is praise. And, you know, a lot of times we, when we are talking to the carpet, you know, we're oh, Lord, you don't know that I need this. And surely Lord, you don't know that I need this. And Lord, if you did things this way, it'd be great. Mm. And we, we, we rattle off our grocery list. Right.
1: Uh, to our genie, yeah, you, know, yep. Santa, say, Please. you know, give me this, yeah. give me that, right? <laughs> yep.
0: Which so, he doesn't but, mind.
1: <laughs>
0: but yeah, you know, sometimes they,
1: that's all it is. You're
0: right. But it's not very effective, right? Yeah. And, yep. and so, um, but we get in that point, but I had just made the commitment. I'm going to do nothing but praise for those 30 days. Yeah. And right, dug on it, if it wasn't the day or the day after, something like that, uh, my son had to go in to, uh, he got diagnosed with, with scoliosis now yeah. everybody wants their children to be perfect for cherry sure. blossoms you know you yep. don't want any blemishes and everything else on and so as a parent you're you're scared to death right in that first doctor appointment uh they're filling you with everything that could go wrong you know, mm. over the course of of years you know yeah and they are saying well you know if if his spine progresses to lower looks like we're catching early but if his sky is per- Progresses in a curve to this angle. Then we're going to have to do surgery, and this is how that surgery works. It's a, it's a brutal surgery for, for parents whose children have gone through that. Yeah, you know, it's it's a back surgery. They got to move Mm. the spine and torque the spine and rods, and it's just a brutal thing. And then you're seeing your child in your mind have to go through all this. Sounds like a wilderness
1: wilderness moment.
0: (laughs) Well, it's it's terrifying. Yeah, is is what it is. And you're right there. And I, that news was presented to us a day or two after I said, God, I'm not going to ask you for anything for 30 days.
1: Uh, okay. <laughs> just going to praise you.
0: And so I wow. hit my knees in, in in prayer and that's that's where the rubber hits the road. Right, what are you going to do about it? And right. so I just, I praised God because, uh, you know, we have great power in our in our praise. We already know the power of prayer. It says, yeah. Ask what you will, it'll be done. You know, you got to line up your will. And I just started praising God that that this was good. He was, He had his hand on it, His will was going to be done,
1: it was going to be perfect. You know, you didn't, there ask, was not, for you didn't ask for I, a thing, I, you just I, launched right into what you said you would I, do, which I'm just going to praise you for all of it. I'm going to praise you for the outcome, which is going to be good because oh, I trust your will, and this is going to be good.
0: That's awesome, whatever it is. I, I don't yeah. want it. I don't want that surgery. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine Oof. be done. And, and the Lord and I had a good couple of conversations about that too. Sure. You know, you know, when you, when you've prayed a prayer and it was just, it was a, it was a crazy type of prayer. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't just hollow words for me. And I was rejoicing on the inside because I felt that the Lord had spoken to me and, and he heard me. And when That's... the Lord hears you, you can just kind of walk away from that. Right. Yeah. So he's got it. If Lord says it, he's not going to go back on his work. Not going to change my mind. So fast forward, fast forward a couple of years, just recent, you know, and uh, a son's going back and they they got him all braced up and, you know, they do this whole thing. Yeah. And, uh, and over the course of all these, every six months or three months, I think it's every three months, we've been having doctor's appointments and x-rays and they've Mm. been marking progression. And praise God, he didn't, he didn't really move as he's getting taller. He didn't get worse. Yeah. And so they, uh, finally, I think about four months ago, they said, uh, I said, well, I think we're, we're ready to do a test. Let's just get you out of that brace and Hmm. come back in four months and see how y'all see how y'all. And that's and that was great. I was, I was happy. I was happy about that. And we just went back this, this past week and, uh, they said, you didn't move at all outside of the brace. Let's go another six months, right? <sighs> and then if you go another six months and there's no progression there, which I don't think there will be, is what the doctor's saying, then one more uh, doctor appointment a year from now and you're out of here. Wow. Meaning that we would have escaped that surgery. He wouldn't yeah. have any, he wouldn't be like hunchback in Notre Dame, any of yeah. this kind of yeah. stuff like that. And so that's great news, right? And I caught myself, I'm driving back, and I'm sitting there and I was like, I should be a lot happier than I am, right? I was like, this is great news. I feel like I should be just bubbling over, bubbling over, mm-hmm. and you know what it came to me? It's like I was happy two years ago. Woo! this is old news for me.
1: <laughs> you know that's the, so good.
0: The, the Lord told me this two years ago, right yeah. so and you believed in him, and I believe and so
1: uh it was a surprise I, to everybody but you and god
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and and i felt guilty it's like i should be gay but i i wasn't there i just i already knew it <laughs> you know yeah and i was happy i'm not saying i wasn't happy but it wasn't like i wasn't jumping and you did off the
1: balloons you, you did praise but, him you were you were happy but you felt like yeah I mean, it was funny you said guilty You felt guilty, you know, like we do that too, Brad, that isn't, see, that's amazing. I think you're bringing up such an important point in the wilderness. When you heard that news, that's the mindset shift that we talk about is your prayer is thank you, God for this wilderness, because I know you lead your people to these places to teach, to show your power, to show out and rescue so that you get the glory. And Lord, I believe that in this moment. And I believe that you're going to do something great for me. And there is a way out and I trust you for it. I believe you for it. And I can't wait to see what happens. This is awesome. And that's what we should be praying. And that's what you did. And so then you get to the end of it. And I think you're, you're teaching something else. There is then, then we might feel guilt or shame or, anything that's not of God, because that's nowhere in this word that, you know, that that's not what God wants. But we do that humanly, I think, because maybe it's not because that moment, maybe it's just that there is no amount of glory and praise and honor that we can give him that will ever be enough. (laughs) Yeah,
0: right. And, And there are I mean, there were so many steps along the way, but I I remembering that because they, when they say when it, when the parents hear, okay, we're going to put him in a brace, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The first thing you picture easy. in your mind is an iron lung. You know? Yeah. you know, I don't know what that is, you know, but yeah. I know what it is now. It's a custom molded piece yeah, plastic that you do, wear. Yeah. What's but he going uh, to do? What's, yeah, what's right, he going to be able to do? And yeah. what they say is like, look, look, if, uh, a lot of kids, they just can't stand it. They can't hack it. They reject it, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, they just can't get used to it. And if you don't wear it like at least sixteen hours a day, you might as well throw it away. Yeah. You know that wow. they tell you all this stuff. And so he's like, "Oh my goodness." And so as the on those opening prayers, again, mixing that prayer was, "Lord, I know He's just going to take to that brace. You know, I know He's He's just going to it's going to be like water for him. He's not going to mind at all." Yeah. And he did. Doggone it! If he didn't put it on and go to sleep and never complain about it, wore the thing eighteen hours a day. Wow! And we never had to remind him. I mean, we had to get him to take it off. It's like go <laughs> swim. we go to swimming. We had to go to swimming pools and stuff. It's like you can take that off. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> I mean, awesome. He just, and if he if he didn't like it, he never complained about it. That I heard, you know. <laughs> and and it was just all of these things that you could see god's hand in all of it very abnormal right we we heard we had to do all these therapies and and they had told us nobody goes backwards on the curves right yeah nobody nobody straightens out they just don't progress yeah you want you want some other news (laughs) you know uh
1: he he he's straightening up yeah yeah, uh he didn't get any worse, and yeah, it, and that's and, how. But see, when, went
0: back a couple degrees, and it's like I don't. Okay, you know what do you do with all that? I, I've seen God's hand move in in my and and now I know w- with all that, I, I know that parents have they don't want anything bad to happen to their kids, and I'm right. I'm not saying when because kids get sick and they get they get yeah things yeah, yeah. happen to them for and, sure. But I had so much trust that whatever the outcome was that god was going to use it for his glory you know
1: that's and it i didn't
0: and and some parents are faced with things that are much graver than that you know yeah. uh, but the 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 belief that god's got this worked out he's got a plan yeah. he's he, and it's going to be for his benefit and if it's for god's glory the people that are involved with it are going to be strengthened and blessed through it. They're going to have the supernatural power that people don't understand where it's coming from. (laughs) You know, they're going to radiate all these other things. And you look at uh, parents with just really, really sick kids or or special needs. And you're like, I don't know where that strength comes from. Yeah. And they don't, they don't ever actually ever perceive it as being anything special. Most of it's just life for them.
1: Yeah. It's just what they, they, they don't see it as
0: strong. And, and a lot of times they, they thank God for the blessing. Thank you for giving me the specialty that you trusted yeah, me enough to be able to take it. care of the special needs. Care. Anyway, that's, that's, a, see, that's kind of a rabbit trail, but
1: no, it's uh, not. No, man, that, that lines up so perfectly what we're talking about, because sometimes in business, we talk about the wilderness, you're a CSO, you're running a business. And, you know, yeah, we can make poor choices. Yeah, the enemy can throw stuff at you. You know, Uh, yeah. Also, you know what? God leads you into wilderness sometimes. But all of those things can, whether it be family, maybe it's your children, it doesn't have to be bad business decisions. So I think it's an important point that you're bringing up is that when we talk about wilderness seasons or having a hard time running a business, being an entrepreneur, letting God own this thing, be a CSO, that it's not that you're because you're one person it's not life and then business it's Mm -hmm. it's life you and and you just happen to be an entrepreneur so you can make all of the right business moves and business calls but you there's some things completely out of your control like your family's health Mm -hmm. you know uh, your health Uh, you could eat right do all the things and all of a sudden you get sick so it's all of these distractions in these things that can be thrown at us as a CSO that would lead us to a wilderness. And the whole point of this podcast is to let people know it will happen. I, I, mm-hmm. It drives me nuts when I like uh, coaching courses mm-hmm. or anything else. It's like, as long as you do these things, life will be perfect and easy. And gosh, I don't know how many times we've said in our podcast is entrepreneurship is hard. Life can be hard and mm-hmm. trials do come. But when you have God on your side, <laughs> I just get emotional about it because with God, man, I flip over to, to Gideon. And if anyone knows the story of Gideon, I mean, you would think you talk about poor choices. We look in the Bible and we might judge people back there, but we do these same things. He just saved Israel. He got him to the promised land. And they live out there, and they're conquering with God, and they're doing all this stuff. And then they bury Joshua. And over time, they start kind of doing what God said. Mm -hmm. We all do that. We've all done that. They're not doing everything right. So God starts letting them get handed over to others. And the Midian, uh, where is it? Yeah, Midian, they oppress Israel. Mm -hmm. So wait a minute. I mean, this isn't even too far in the Bible, We're right? Not, you, you've no, done everything. Not. He rescued you. You're there. Now, Now, you're living in caves. Yeah, you're living in caves. You're doing all this stuff. And so if people don't know that story, is Israel has gotten to the point where they conquered it all, living in the promised land a few chapters later and a couple books later in Judges. Now they're all living in caves and hiding because Midian has not only just kind of taking them out, but if the, if Israel goes out and plants a crop, the many, the, they will come in and wipe it out. You know, they're, they're making sure that Israel has no food, nothing. And so what does God do? He, he does hear the cry of his people. And then he, he calls Gideon and I love Gideon because he's so much like many CSOs like us is that he, an angel Lord comes to him and he, what he's doing is he's, he's trying to prepare food. He, he's a uh, he's threshing and he, he's trying to, he's trying to get, um, you know, the wheat and the threshing floor and all that, but he's doing it in a wine press. Why? Because that's a little more underground. He's not doing it where he's not doing the work that he needs to do where he needs to do it. He's doing it in a wine press because that is out of the sight of Midian. They, they can't see what he's doing. So he's hiding. Mm-hmm. But when the, when the angel Lord came and set um, right there, he, <laughs> When he appears to Gideon, he says, the Lord is with you, valiant warrior. Mm-hmm. So he calls him a valiant warrior, and Gideon is not a warrior, and he's not valiant. He's, he's,
0: the, he's the least, right? Of his, he, he, be-
1: yeah, he goes on to say, when, when he said, look, I, I'm going to choose, God chose you <laughs> to get Israel back. And he goes, why one, why me? Because <laughs> my family is the least and oh out God. of that family, that's the least. I'm the least of that family, but I, I that's just, what God does.
0: <laughs> he I loves just, the underdog.
1: I, I, but but what scanning. I love, He calls him a valiant warrior before Gideon ever does anything. Yeah, oh, yeah. He calls him who he is, not how he feels. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and know- I, I, I'm just,
0: oh, as I'm scanning that and <laughs> 13th. Uh, thirteenth verse, sixth chapter of Judges, mm-hmm. and it says, "Oh Lord, uh, oh, oh, my Lord, uh, when, then, is all this befallen us? Where be all the miracles our fathers talked about?" Yeah, that's me kind of putting that in my own. All of us, like, yeah. Right? No, that's where the miracles are we
1: about. <laughs> hasn't they brought you out of Egypt? But now, Lord, you, the Lord, has abandoned us and handed us over oh, to Midian. You know, so he, there, there's the mm-hmm. blaming of God thing. So we're in a wilderness. We're being oppressed. But what I've heard are stories of this loving God who rescued us. He's even saying it. See, they've passed this down, and now they mm-hmm. they believe that God's left them. But here's here's God saying, he didn't really address a <laughs> lot of that. He just like, look, I'm saying he, I'm saving them again, and it's all through you. And that's when he starts, like, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm the least. Mm-hmm. I'm not. But what he just glossed over, he never even heard. So when you're called to be a business owner, you're called to be a CSO, and you are telling yourself you're not good enough, you're not this, you're not that. If God called you, what he called you was a valiant warrior. Mm-hmm. He called him what he was, then he told him what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. the first call we have at CSO. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this. But see, he's in the middle of the wilderness when this happens. And then he goes through, and after he's trying to convince God that he's not good enough, which we all do. God's like, yeah, anyway. And so if you skip ahead, what (laughs) happens is he says, all right, I want you to go do it. Well, there's like 30,000 guys that he has to go Mm -hmm. fight, right? There's a lot of Midianites that he has to do. So Gideon, he he wants God to prove it's him. He's got the fleece. Uh, I encourage everybody to go out here and read Judges. But when he attacks him, uh, before he attacks him, he's trying to figure out how many men do I need to go out there, and God starts whittling Gideon's number down. Mm-hmm. So Gideon's like, okay, they've got this many, I'm going to take like 30,000 men, and God's like, no, you know, okay, well, I'll take, because he, he says in seven, he's like, yeah, you, you have too many troops <laughs> for me to hand the Midianites over to them. Why? Why is he saying mm-hmm. that? Because if you go do that with 30,000 men, where's my glory in that? When would everybody look at that and go, well, God must've done it because there's no mm-hmm. way he could have done it without him. And that's what we do with the CSO. Part. We, we want to set up our businesses go like, I don't know how, I know Mike, he's not that smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he, he's made so many mistakes. I've known him since he was a kid, but look at the business that they're mm-hmm. doing over there. And there's no other way that I or anyone could explain it other than it's God. It's not me. Yeah. So he says, you have too many men. So he got them down. So 22,000 of the troops turned back but 10,000 remain. So he's got 10,000 guys. Then the Lord said, there's still too many troops. Take them down to the water and I will test them for you. He said, here's what you do. Um, I'll let you know, you can take this one and and this one can go. And when they went down there, they started drinking water. Some were lapping it like dogs the other. And so he Mm -hmm. sent them up. So God whittled this number down to 300. Mm -hmm. Gideon's like, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. And I love this part. Mm -hmm. He said, you're telling me, because this goes against all the worldly wisdom, all the business training, I mean, like, you, oh, you're in that situation? Well, you can't do it that way. There's no way you can do that unless mm-hmm. you invest this much in marketing, or if you do this much, mm-hmm. or that, and you, it, we're listening to all the noise, and, but what God is saying here to Gideon is like, I want you to go have victory. I've already called you, you know, a warrior, and Gideon's response is, you want me to go do that? Just me and three hundred guys. God's like, no, I want you to go do that with you, three hundred guys and me. <laughs>
0: amen, amen.
1: And and what are the
0: <laughs> what do those three hundred guys take with them? How do they how do they accomplish the victory <laughs> with clay pots and trumpets? <laughs> Trick them, <laughs> you know. Trick them, <laughs> you know. You don't you don't have uh. We never have the the tools that we think we should have, right? You think three hundred men. You, uh, you could see if they had rocket launchers or something. They, they, they,
1: <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, exactly. But,
0: you know, uh, but we never have as, you know, uh, how many how many years have, uh, did we sell learning management systems? Oh, yeah. CRM yeah. systems. And, yep. People, yep. and people would say, ah, if I just had this, Different CRM system. If I just had this much money for marketing, or if I, uh, yeah, this is this is what everybody else does. Or if I could just run a Super Bowl commercial, or or whatever. Yeah, we never have the tools that this mind one hundred percent thinks that we need. Right? Gideon had
1: clay pitchers. (laughs) <laughs> and a horn <laughs> and they and, and God's making the noise kind of reverberate, and they get confused, yeah. and they start so so that's the thing is like the encouragement says we kind of wind this one down and just encourage people is to say, look, you were called to start a business, you were convinced of it, you did it, you've given it to God, you're a cSO, you were the steward of something that God owns, so you have to be in a regular conversation regular relationship with the owner so he can mm-hmm. direct you and I will promise you because it's all throughout the, the word that at times even though you're really trying hard to do all of those things you're going to find yourself in some wilderness situations mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong sometimes we get ourselves in some bad spots because we just make boneheaded decisions mm-hmm. i have and it had nothing to do with anything else other than i just made a bad decision and most of those are ones i didn't take to god but those will happen. And when you get in those wilderness situations, our advice is praise him first and foremost. Mm-hmm. I find myself here, Lord, I praise you. And ask, you know, yourself, ask God what what what's next? What should we do? Because back in Genesis, they were doing that, or I'm saying Exodus, and he was um, he told them, oh, okay, I want you to go here. I want you to camp here, and I want you to face the sea. Mm-hmm. So they were still listening and obedient to God. Gideon could have dismissed God anywhere through here, but he didn't. He, mm-hmm. was, he was asking questions. He, he was in conversation, and he was taking direction, and he was doing it, even when it didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. The Israelites did it. Gideon did it. Think of David. David rolled up, and he's a teenager. And he took down one guy, which settled the entire conflict mm. that they were getting ready to have. And these are not things that we think can happen, but that our 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 thoughts are not God's thoughts. He he is so many steps ahead of us. And you have him as the owner. If you inquire, if you if you listen, if you're obedient, if you walk things out, especially when they don't make sense. And everybody around you is trying to talk you out of it. Well, that's, that's well, that's probably good point. you not. you. You said we're
0: winding down. I'm just getting riled up. You <laughs> getting but you well, that, that was there was a mental note that I had made because you had said earlier, um, some of those things happen because of stuff that you brought into the camp with you, you know, examining yeah. the camp. And my thought, it's not only what you brought into the camp with you, it's who you brought into the camp with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, so when Moses is is back there, he had a lot of people chirping at him. Right. Some people that were all all about it and all about Moses getting out of the Pharaoh's hands when when Moses was was on his A-game. Right. The minute that uh, it looked like Moses wasn't on his A-game, those same people started chirping and you find out where those people really were. Uh, Some people are only along with you uh, for certain parts of the journey. Right. And that doesn't make them bad, but they're there for specific parts of the journey and mm-hmm. when you're in the wilderness that's a good opportunity to see is this really like god you told me to do this yeah you didn't say tell me to go find a partner and then do this yeah exactly you know or or do that when i have this board of directors lined up or or yeah. when i get this client lined up or whatever yeah. This investor line, you, you,
1: you just name it, just insert a personality type in there.
0: Because uh, your mindset
1: is, oh, God, you want me to go do that all by myself? No, I want you to go do that by yourself with me. right <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, there's so many, uh, and
0: it, I just, I'm, I'm fascinated now that I'm keyed in on it, all the times in the Bible where the wilderness is that key point where God specifically sends people there um we i mean we just keep we just keep going through the time I, go over uh was it philip philip in the new testament kind of well to do uh and god told him to to take off take off into the wilderness yeah. and it's and he ran he ran into the wilderness and who's he need where he meets the the ethiopian eunuch and he says i can't understand this word unless somebody uh you know it yeah
1: training. somebody has to and read it translate it for me right and so
0: he phil had to go out there specifically to witness to that Or he sent him to the wilderness for that individual that was out there yeah. right where did jesus go before he started his ministry you know or his you know after after
1: after jesus came up out of the water baptized he goes into the wilderness right well uh, I, that's exactly where i was flipping to because you talk about the wilderness so we always talk about those things exactly as soon as i mean we think well ah that was moses or that was jesus and jesus yeah in the wilderness but how did he get there well the word says in luke 4 people can <laughs> read it in their own bible then jesus left the jordan he just got baptized full of the holy spirit all of it he had mm. all the holy spirit full of it and was led by the spirit in the wilderness mm-hmm. like god did led him there. So even Jesus, even Jesus was led by the spirit to the wilderness. Why? To be <laughs> tempted. And he was led there to be tempted. Oh and he God. fasted for 40 days. And then we talked about your weapon, like praise mm-hmm. for sure. And then this is another practical tip that I took up from this very lesson that we were praying for. It was he answered every temptation with scripture, it is written, it is written, it is written. And it got me thinking in my wilderness wilderness moments in those areas where maybe I struggle the most, no matter what that is in your life, in your business, what, whatever those things are, do I have a scripture next to that temptation next to that maybe flaw in my character? Maybe do I have one? And I didn't, I I need one. And Mm -hmm. so if I struggle with uh, seeking Lord on a consistent basis, I need a scripture. So every time I don't feel like doing it, I can say Romans six, you know, what it it just recite those things. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was just a powerful thing. Even if it's hard for you to memorize, you know, scripture, I found it easier than than I thought it was going to be. But it does take it does take a moment, you know, it does take time. And what I started to realize I was convicted by Brad was if I'm led, if, if Jesus was led by the spirit, if God led his people who he loved, you know, into uh, the wilderness, if, if this does happen to these that we read in the, in the word, it, it's, it, it also is going to happen to us. And mm-hmm. how did this work? How did they get out of it practically? They continued to seek God praise God, uh, listen, be obedient, have scripture queued up for those moments. And that is how they were showing their faith. Because I love like Dr. Tony Evans talks about faith is you pretending that God's telling the truth. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Faith is I'm just going to assume God's telling me the truth right now. And and we've had a long talk about truth and trust and, and how in this our culture right now, that's, that's, that's a very hard thing. Mm-hmm. But they always lean back on God and said, look, I'm going to have faith in this moment because I'm in the wilderness and I'm, I know you love me. It's, that's the truth. And you're going to, you got something huge on the other side of this for me. Well, so help me learn, Lord, as quickly as I can, <laughs> what I need to learn, because he's teaching all the time. That's how we grow, and if we can learn in those moments, then we're ready to the next for that next level. And mm-hmm. uh, maybe just a quick
0: point of not so much clarification, but we we've talked about uh, ending up like through circumstances or whatever. Now we're in the wilderness, right? Yeah. And here we are, but the word tells us repeatedly how people willingly went into the wilderness. God will tell you to go there, not because yep. you know it's for your refuge. At some point, you need to go there sometimes for your benefit. So it's not always a mistake that led us into the wilderness. We've talked right. about that. Yeah, and you look up and oh, all of a sudden I'm in the wilderness and things just stopped going right for me. Yeah, sometimes things are don't go right from the start. Hundred <laughs> uh, <100%. You> know? percent. <laughs> yeah, it's, and. I, I'm looking here, you know, I go over it again. We spent some time in Revelation today, but uh, we're talking about, in my opinion here, some people have different opinions on this, the birth of Jesus. And it says she brought forth a man child who was to rule all nations and the woman fled into the wilderness where there was a place prepared of God, right? That right. she should feed her there. So, so when Jesus was born and Mary and Joseph, and we know that story in the in wise, they had to run. Yeah. They had to get out there because Herod was coming through. You know, and he was killing all babies two years in the wilderness was prepared for them, you know, to to be a refuge for them.
1: Refuge. Yeah.
0: And that's for it's for our benefit. A lot of times, a lot lot of every time to be there, (laughs) you know, you know, Joseph has, you know, a bag of gold or whatever it is at this point is like, I go a lot better places than the wilderness at this point. Right. (laughs) You know, but where can we go? That's better than the place that God has prepared for us go where god has prepared for you
1: and everything that you need will be supplied for you there yeah and it's not easy that's what i want to make nope. sure people understand it's not easy it's it's even when you in your especially when you're in the wilderness but even when you know god's called you to it and sometimes the wilderness for me Brad is just places that are uncomfortable like mm-hmm. like being called to a meeting to meet with people that i don't know if it's a fit i don't know if i should mm-hmm. even be doing this or whatever and you pray about it and you feel like God's saying, yeah, you know, I, I want you to show up. You, cause Mike, you don't know, you don't know what I have planned here. You don't know. And it doesn't mean there might be business. It doesn't mean any of that. I've been, I've been led to situations where I've, fortunately i fortunately in was moments I was obedient and I showed up and it led to no business, but it led to a connection Mm-hmm. And that connection developed into a friendship. And then that friendship developed into something else that never ever resulted in any money of any kind, yeah. but we were able to pray a lot and I needed maybe that person in some of my wilderness moments. They they spoke wisdom into my life, or mm-hmm. I've been the one that was able to make a connection like that and speak encouragement into their life. And mm-hmm. We, we get wrapped up on the business side thing. Well, if I'm in wilderness and I pray about it, God's going to do this big thing and that big thing means a lot of money. No, not always it. But when you're focused on it, in him getting the glory, you, you will see what he does. And, and for me, I don't want to miss out on what he's going to do after wilderness right. moments. I, I right. kind of get excited for people. It's a little bit awkward. Sometimes when people are <laughs> struggling and like, Oh, you're in a wilderness moment. Oh my goodness. I can't wait to see what God's going to do with this. And they look at me Mm -hmm. like I'm struggling right now. It's like, Oh no, I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) I'm with you. I love you. But I I just, if you believe with me, that God has the best for you in mind, I I mean, I want to get you to a point where you feel like God's going to do something big for you. Cause Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I can't believe I can't have faith for you. You know, I can have it with you, but you have to have your own faith. You have to believe it. Um, and so many times, man, where I've seen and prayed with people like that, that God has always come through, not yeah. always monetarily, but in, in they look back and go, wow, he always protected us. It was refuge. Mm-hmm. Um, he was covering us. I didn't see it at the moment. I didn't know. But but now that I look back, man, God was huge in those moments. And, and, and we need to be careful,
0: too, uh, to make sure that we're just not telling people that no matter what, just stick it out. Just stick it out. God's God's uh, with you. That's not what we're, what we're saying here. The Christian businesses close for the right reasons yep. every day, all the time, Right? all the time. So uh, everything comes comes for a season. What we, I think what we're encouraging you to do is is when you're in a wilderness moment, the human nature a lot of times is just to say, "I got to get out of here. I got to get out." I'm there's. I got yeah. to get out of here. It's too hard. And when we fled yeah. around yeah. and we got, cause I'm in danger, I'm in danger. I'm in danger of everything else. And that's an emotional response. Make sure you cut through the emotion and make sure is God telling you to leave. Yeah. And if God's telling you to leave, it's time to leave. But if God's not giving you clearance to leave, he expects you to stay there. Yeah. And, uh, and those, those answers will come pretty clear sometimes, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so you got to really be in there. The good, the good thing about the wilderness is, uh that's usually when we're on our knees a lot more and the yeah. the word from the lord that direct line is usually not as fettered with all we're usually yeah. a lot more hip. so the the messages and the direction you get you a lot a lot clearer in the uh in the wilderness. So but see and that's bread
1: I think I think that's a great point because well I talked about comfort and we've talked about this a lot and we talked about hearing God's voice and anyway, so there's other podcasts people can tune into on some of that stuff to go deeper. But on the whole thing about the wilderness is, it's not comfortable, but it's a mindset thing again. To learn that when God—and you know it's God—leading you into the wilderness, it's not going to be comfortable. We we definitely want to avoid those as humans. We want to—we are human. We just want to avoid any of that stuff. But that's where the miracles are. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've heard folks is like, well, I don't see God moving the way He used to in my life, or or this. And like, well, are you? are you being obedient and going to these places that you're very uncomfortable with, you know, wilderness? Like, no, I mean, God has told me honestly to to go here, talk to this person, take that meeting or do this thing. And, and I've turned those down because I just didn't really feel like it. And it's a feeling they had, they know God told them to do it, but they just didn't do it. And, and I just always wonder what kind of moments I've missed by not being, not showing up to the wilderness moments in my life Mm -hmm. to watch God move, because if they would not have camped right there, they would have not seen the red sea part. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying God would not have another way to to rescue them, I'm sure, but, but they were obedient in that moment and he was able to do what he did. And it's for generations to come that uh, hear that miraculous Mm -hmm. story. And we want those miracles, but we don't want the, we don't want the wilderness. We don't want to put ourselves in a position where we have to have mm-hmm. a miracle, That's but we a, want the miracle. Right.
0: <laughs> Nobody wants to ha- be in a position where they need one. I, I, was, I had a business, and I, for the last year, year and a half, I was there. I wanted nothing more than to be out of it. Yep. I didn't want to be there anymore. Yep. It was tough. Yeah, w- wasn't having fun. Yep. It was a struggle, and I was praying every day. Lord, I, let me out of here. Let me out of here. And no, no, was no, not yet, that not year? yet, not yet. You until, 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 until the day he said, today's the day. And it worked out on his time. When 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 I waited, I could Every have time. aborted, <laughs> you know, and, and pulled the parachute early. And I would have negated the blessings that came after that, waiting for him to fully bake the cake. So yeah, business is closed. Sometimes you're not in the right space. Sometimes you're there for a reason to learn or to grow while you're there. You may feel uncomfortable. God's got a greater plan for you. He'll move you on some point, but wait for him to bake it set the timer, not, not for you. So that's exactly right. So as we, we talked about uh, the practical things we always try to wrap. And I think the big thing out of this we're getting to is uh, praise, right? Um, Let's not neglect in this wilderness time to praise. That is our, that's our main uh, praise weapon what are some good ways that we can uh we can praise you know um to get well, ourselves because a lot of times when we feel when we feel shook i ain't in the mood to praise a lot of times so how do right. we sometimes get there
1: well i mean i've, I've heard a pastor say before too and I, I love it is that one way that i've always because i believe this is is in a prayer saying god if you never do anything else for me for the rest of my life Thank you for saving me. Thank you for your son. Amen. Because once that happens, you've given your heart to Jesus, and he, he is, he's already done that. That's finished. And if anything else after that, because we, we get to spend eternity with him, but anything after that in his life is just God just showing off how much he loves us. And if you don't do anything else more than saving me, you've already done more than I could ever repay. That's more than most of the world. Oh man, right. I tell you. And, and so, yeah, practically, I mean, when you get in that praise moment, even when you don't feel it, I I'm all, I'm all about authenticity and and prayer. And you know, of course, respect and reverence, but you get into with God. I mean, if you don't feel like praying, I pray, I, I encourage you to pray <laughs> and, <laughs> and say to God, Lord, you know, my heart, and you know, I don't want to be praying right now. I've said those mm. prayers a lot. You, Lord, I don't, I know you want me to pray to you right now and I don't feel like it, but here I go and here's how I feel. And I'm going to switch this over to praise. And you just start recalling every little thing he's ever done for you. Mm -hmm. Everything. You focus Mm -hmm. on all the, all the wonderful things, uh, through every trial that he's brought you through. So through every thing he's rescued you from, but, but also just for the day, for, for Mm -hmm. what you would think are small things, little things, I mean, when, when you get to consistently praising God in your prayers, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit will help oh, you yeah. and remind you of things that you maybe have taken for granted for too long. It changes mm-hmm. your heart. It changes your mind and your spirit. So practically, when you find yourself in a wilderness moment, you feel like you want to quit. That's really a lot of this is when you feel like you want to quit. Praise him. Uh, I would encourage you to read your word, find some scripture that line up with what you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Just one verse. I'm not saying I just found one verse and journal that thing, write it down because we don't remember as well as we think we do. So it'd be great Mm -hmm. for you to take uh, time. And Brad's good. He was giving me this note too, about you, you journal it, put a date on it and just say, this is how I felt in this moment. Here's a scripture that I attached to it. I'm praising God for this right here, and you don't yet know the rest of the story, but you're journaling, so you get to. I, I mm-hmm. go back. I go back, and and when I'm reading through some of that stuff, is when you start going, "Oh, wait, God answered that." Here's mm-hmm. here's what God did. So, you, so journaling, scripture reading, certainly seeking Him, praying, and praising those are all things right there. And I tell you this too, you can't do it alone. You're not, we're not designed to, we talk about it all the time. You need some people in your life that will can pray with you. Brad's that for me. Uh you can have uh, others, but you need people who believe with you, have faith with you. Um, uh, Cause I think that, you know, that's just the way God designed us is he, he wants us to be a group effort. So yeah. Yeah. Th- you know, th- that journaling goes a long way. I've heard people
0: say, take a Take your prayer request, put it in a box, you know, and six months later, come back and just kind of take out, look at the box thing. And I think that's important mm-hmm. because because we're talking about, you know, reactively remembering the things, but yeah. proactively putting them down. And if we kind of go back to my, my son's story, like there, it's like we have a tendency because we have already praised, we don't even notice when the thing happened that we prayed for. Yeah. A lot of times we just, it's just life because I don't care about it anymore. You know, I know yeah. God had it and I stopped caring about it. <laughs> and um, that could be anything, right? And so he was like, oh yeah, that was a prayer of mine. <laughs> it, I prayed for that to happen and it yeah. did happen. And exactly. I was praising God. So if you praising God up front, a lot of times you may not even notice <laughs> when those things come to pass. So it's yeah. good to go back and have that record of it. And that it reminds you, that the last time that God helped you is probably not going to be the last time
1: that God ever helped you. So. 100%. uh, And we, we touched on that with David, right? Because Mm -hmm. when you remind yourself of how great God has been, not just in his word, but in your life, with what Brad's talking about, the reason that we can go to the the scripture and we can, it's because someone wrote this down. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So journal Mm -hmm. your own life, journal those moments, those prayers, those answered prayers, uh, even if the answered prayer was not what you expected, because a lot of times yeah. they're not, and it took you in a different direction than what you actually prayed for. I prayed for this, but that didn't. God didn't. God didn't grant that wish. He did answer that prayer, but he did it here. And you can start seeing how God lines things up in a very interesting way because He's mm-hmm. teaching you, He's preparing you, like David when he got to the the battleground and he saw Goliath. In his mind he didn't see anything more than a bear or a lion. (laughs) God's been training him. Do you think this little boy was scared the first time a lion or a bear rolled up on him? Probably. I would think his adrenaline's going and stuff, but he had been doing that at a young age, a lot. And when Mm -hmm. he looked at this giant, he just thought, man, this is, he says it in scripture. He's like, he's, I've been doing this my whole life. I mean, that's, he's no bigger than a bear or a lion. Mm -hmm. I mean, whatever you know, i'll just <laughs> I'll, I'll kill this one the way i did the rest of them yeah and to him it was like mm-hmm. and that's what we do with we get in our wilderness moments we journal we pray and we get back to another wilderness moment where everybody around you is saying you can't win that mm-hmm. or they're scared your team is scared somebody we, we can't do this we can't do that and you'll look at it and go wait a minute let me go back to my journal here's how god has answered and done things for us in moments that were no bigger than this
0: mm-hmm. we've been
1: training yeah. for this our whole life yeah and look how god has shown up when we are obedient and we we take him at his word he he, he he'll do for us this what he did for us there amen
0: that's i don't know of a better place to end to the end record on that. but that what right. a great I, this has really been uplifting to me today i Appreciate it. I, I love these conversations that we have. I hope other people get strength and encouragement. Out yeah, of them yeah
1: me too. Go out to you know chiefstewardofficer.com, subscribe to this thing, um, get a lot of our free resources. We really just have a heart for entrepreneurs that want to make God the owner and uh, looking to improve this stuff all the time. So any comments, stuff like that, it's always helpful. So just hit us up on that website or this podcast or something. But until next time, Brad, love you, man, and uh, love all you guys out yeah. there listening. So we'll uh, tune in next time
0: thanks bud